Welcome everyone to the Retail Corner Podcast from Proxima 360. The purpose of our podcast is to bring a relaxed and educational environment to discuss the current retail landscape, best of breed products, and retail business best practices. You will always find us talking with business users, technical resources, and retail experts on how they are and where they are headed. to the Retail Corner Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about bridging the gap between making decisions with your gut versus data. And in order to do that, we have none other than Jessica Renard. She's the Chief Merchandising Officer at Helpsy, and she's also serving as a board member at The Wardrobe. And previously, she was the president at Jomar Wholesale. How are you doing today, Jessica? I'm great, Carlos. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for being with us. It's a pleasure. And thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge with all of our audience. I'm sure it's going to be extremely helpful. And I think first and foremost, right, in order to really get the conversation going, uh, the topic of today, right, making decisions with your gut versus data, right? And I think there's definitely got to be a balance, you know, neither one, neither extreme is always favorable. But when you, from your perspective, right, what do you think should come first, right? Analyzing the data, letting the data seed in, and then making that gut decision, or trying to balance between both right away, or what's the best way in order to create a full process? Um, that's a good question. I think that a balance is certainly necessary. I started my career off of gut only, um, and that that only got me so far. And then kind of hit a wall with, okay, there has to be data implemented here. And um, but I think that you you need both. Absolutely. No, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Because I think there's like so many moving parts, right? Uh, when it comes, especially in the retail world. I mean, just from the corporate landscape, right? From the per from the moment you purchase that item and the entire life cycle of that item until it gets to the customer house and then even the potential of a return and so forth and so on, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but with so many moving parts, how are you guys using data in order to provide the best for the customer, right? What's the best way that data is being used? So, um we are in the, the textile recycling industry and it's an industry that severely lacks technology. So we have implemented um, an app that is in our sortation process in our warehouse. So we collect 36 million pounds of um, used textiles a year and it mm -hmm. all goes through a sortation process that's backed by technology. So in the secondhand industry, you don't often find this kind of data in tech, but we're tracking every single garment by brand condition and gender so that we can best place it back into circularity in a way that it'll be used, you know, continuously. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. And you know, this is uh, such a tech endeavor, right? Obviously. Uh, and that deals with the details of fashion, right? And so how do you guys balance the two sides, right? Of the equation, really like the, the hard, and the and the and the and the head, you know. I like to call it more like the art and the science, you know, between all of these decisions. But how do you guys do that balance accordingly? So we balance that by having uh, two extreme different departments. We have an engineering team that they're the most genius people I've ever met in my life, and they are <laughs> they are extremely analytical. Like there, there's not much room for opinions and gut decisions there. And then my team is is we're resale experts, um, we're brand, we're like the brand and product team, and most of our career has been driven by by gut and heart and passion and um, passion for the resale industry. So our two teams together 
our, that's like what I think our superpower is. Nice, nice. It's awesome. And I think obviously, right, I think everybody knows this customer acquisition and the customer care is the most important thing. I mean, right. I mean, obviously having the right merchandise at the right time at the right place, it's key, but keeping that customer engaged, keeping that customer with you, taking care of them properly, and then doing the right campaigns in order to acquire new customers, that's key. That's key for the success of any business. And so with that, you know, what do you think is really the secret to helping your customers help others in order to, to retain that and to acquire that? Yeah, so we're B2B. So where we have found our niche is by supplying our customers with the data that we're collecting in an industry that typically doesn't have data. Um, so that is where we're setting our customers up for success right now. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And all of this would be, you know, great and 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 uh, you know, and complicated. But there is there's a deeper reason you're doing this, right? I mean, obviously, there's the data. Obviously, you want to help the customers in order to find the right place and the right location. But what's what's really that that deeper reason that you guys are doing this? So my passion has really always been um, kind of dealing with the underdog product. So I, I I think in retail, you know, especially in the secondhand market, it's very easy to sell and resell the Prada and the Dior and the Chanel. But we often deal with the product that is extremely difficult to put back into circulation. And I really like the challenge of kind of being the underdog. Um, and then in addition to that, um, you know, we're a certified B Corp. So we are for profit, profit and purpose. Um, mm. And, you know, our mission is to keep clothing out of the trash. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And one more question I have for you, you know, for, for especially for our listeners out there, right? They might not be aware what Helpsy really is, what it does, what the, what the mission is, and how it fits into the retail landscape, right? So could you maybe, you know, kind of give us an overview of that? Yeah, sure. So um, Helpsy is the largest clothing recycling company in the Northeast. We've got thousands of collection bins that you would otherwise see in parking lots. And we also partner with brands to help them um, find sustainably responsible ways to handle their damages over stock and returns. Um, so our two sources of supply is collecting from consumers that otherwise would have thrown these items in landfill, and then also dealing with brands with the millions of thousands of SKUs that they have, um, that they often, you know, once something's purchased and it gets returned, that unit is already off of the books. So it doesn't, yeah, off the market. Often, right, it doesn't often go back into the system. Um, so we handle that product for a lot of different brands. Nice, 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 nice. And what's, what's the best way, you know, for, for retailers out there, executives that might be listening or even just consumers, right. That maybe they want to participate in this. What's the best way for them to reach out to you guys, uh, in order to get engaged? Yeah. Um, happy to take an email from anybody. It's Jessica at helpsy.co. Um, but what we're most proud of with working with our brands right now is we're actually able to provide them back the data and a feedback loop on the product that we're collecting in the secondary market. So let's say Nike, for example, we can give back to them all the different Nike units that are coming through our warehouse over the course of a year so that they can further do like their R and D on what's working and what's not working. And Nice, nice, nice. That's really good. And and when you give them back the data of what's selling and everything, are you segregating that data into, you know, like certain type of customer or certain criteria, or is just letting them know the actual flow of which merchandise is moving quickest? So not customer data, but more product data. Uh, okay. So applying them the condition levels of the product that we're seeing come through our sort, um, in addition to the various different types of brands that are within one brand, um, mm -hmm. style and category and gender. 
Okay, okay, okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, I have one more question I want to do. I would like to do this with everybody. Uh, so if you had one one piece of advice, right, for everybody that's out there, maybe starting their business, because we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to us, or executives that are out there, right, and they're looking at how to better improve their processes and procedures, what would be the one piece of advice you would share with everybody? Um, one piece of advice for entrepreneurs and business owners, um, that I couldn't survive without is to build your village and your network. Um, so I'm a member of women in retail leadership. I'm also a member of chief and just really like taking all those breadcrumbs from all the people that you admire and look up to in the industry and bringing it back into your everyday work life, um, has been really powerful for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think what well, I guess talking about that, right. I think networking is super important. And I think obviously mentorship is important, right. Cause I think through the networking, you end up finding like the right people that can become your mentors, maybe not forever, but for cycles of time, depending on what you're dealing yep. with. Right. Mm -hmm. And what, what would you say has been like the, the most influential mentorship that you've received through your career in order to kind of go through your process and get to where you're at today? Yeah, so I started working with an executive leadership coach about three years ago, and it's been so wonderful to have her um, as a sounding board to discuss just the whole scope of, of being a leader, um, leading a team, being in the industry, dealing with difficult situations, um, and that's definitely been the most powerful mentorship for me. Oh, that's awesome. And I, and I think it's important for everybody out there listening. You know, I think a lot of times people think that having a mentorship or having a soundboard, as you as you very precisely mentioned, um, is a sign of weakness, right? Because there's this perception that if you're the leader, you're supposed to kind of have the, the, the know-how of everything. And, and I think if nothing else, that's a big flaw, right? You should always have a soundboard. It makes you wiser and it allows you to make much better decisions not only for your personal career, but for the team that's working for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a sign of weakness at all. I think it's a, a secret sauce. Um, yeah, exactly. It makes yeah. you just more powerful, right? More knowledgeable and yeah. wiser in order to make a better educated decision. Yeah, and then it's it feels good to pass it on. I have a young team um, that works under me, and, and a lot of them are, some of them are entry level, and it's it's nice to be able to take what I learned from my coach and pass it on, you know, to other people I come in contact. Yeah, with. yeah, no, it's all about paying it forward, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, then subsequent and educating the folks that work with you in order to kind of create that as your mission, right, and create that as as the way the lifestyle within the company, right? Because then it only makes the team more powerful. And yeah, absolutely. It's interesting thinking about that with the the heart versus science part too, because that for me is the most challenging, you know, it's hard to put data into leadership. That's a very mm -hmm. driven position. So like for me, the easy part is handling the product. Yeah. Uh, but people management is a really important thing of what we all do as executives and it, it is all gut. Jessica, thank you so much for your time. I greatly appreciate it. It was a, it was a great conversation. And for everybody out there listening, you know, if you guys have all your return to vendor merchandise, right, and it's just getting thrown away and, and it's really not serving a purpose. I know some companies supposedly have the, the, the land miles, right, that they're, they're putting the merchandise in there or whatever. But I think most importantly, if we can pass it forward, just like we were talking about with employees, we can definitely pass it forward with the merchandise. And instead of it getting thrown in the trash, right, let's capitalize, let's put it out in the market for other folks, you know, that can enjoy it. Nicely said. <laughs> Thank you.
If you would like to be featured on our podcast, please email us at podcast at retailcorner.live or visit our website, retailcorner.live. Looking forward to having you as our guest on our podcast. And thank you so much for listening.